Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens, is a licensed professional counselor. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918-280-8690 or coachsoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back. I am so ecstatic because the lights are out. You know, it's, uh, you know, can you, how's the weather? You know, is it, is it, does it snow there in Tennessee at all? It's been crazy. It's, it's hot. It's cold. It's hot. It's cold. And now finally winter is here. Thank you. Okay. Right. You know, it, and it's like, uh, Christmas doesn't seem like Christmas without the cold. Right. At least here you in know. America. In Brazil, <laughs> it's very summer, like the hottest that it has ever been. But we're here. So fully present. True. It just and it's not just winter, right? You want it to be white. You want it to be a white Christmas. Come it on. has to be a white Christmas. You know, and, and I remember living in San Antonio. That's the hottest of hot that I've been in is San Antonio. And you know, it's Christmas wasn't Christmas unless it snowed. Hmm. And then I moved from hell hot San Antonio, Texas to hell freezes over South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here it says I open this front door, the whole front door, the whole porch, because it's a blizzard, it carries that snow that it was 10 foot tall and about four foot deep that I had to go around the back to dig it out. That's too much snow for me, oh, but oh, I love fun. snow. Super fun. <laughs> So, you know, we either go big or go home in South Dakota when it snows and we moved to Japan and I thought, okay, Japan, eh, don't snow. 242 inches of snow the last year I was there. (laughs) And I'm like, holy cow. But I love Christmas, the time of of gift giving and the lights and things of that nature. You know, we're we're hitting Christmas in about six days. And Christmas uh, is all about fuzzy blankets too. If for a girl or girl, you gotta uh, have the fuzzies. You gotta well, get you the fuzzies, the choosies. Fireplace. Oh, please. Hot cocoa uh, or tea. Mm. Hot apple cider. Oh, all the above. Some eggnog with or without the rum. If you're an alcoholic, I suggest go with the virgin rum. I mean the right. <laughs> eggnog. Right. I never you know, got into and- eggnog, but the hot cocoa and the teas. My favorite. And, and the colors, is. right? The colors, the bright colors. And then you got the <sighs> presents underneath a tree. And the tree is mm-hmm. sparkling and the and the presents are there. And it's so funny. I remember the kid, uh, as a kid, I want the biggest present underneath the tree. Right? I hope that one is mine. And you go right. in the middle to see if your name is there. <laughs> and let's talk about gift giving and mm-hmm. just the presents there that... You know, we get ourselves into trouble uh, when we uh, get in this moment of gift giving, mm. because I know for me, in in sometimes in the past that I've done this, I, I don't do it anymore. I want to be able to give the best gift, even when you play Dirty Santa. And you go to these corporate parties, you want to do the best of the best of presents. How does that play into our psyche when it comes down to individuals gift giving, even to our family members? Oh my gosh. So um 
audience, please give me permission here to just be really raw and give you a picture of before and after. In Brazil, I had no idea that I was poor. I was so happy. Mm. <laughs> and I never had a Christmas tree. Now, we had a Christmas tree when we go to the mall. And there was this beautiful Christmas tree. And remember, Brazil, in Rio specifically, it does not snow. But somehow, even in Brazil, the decorations <laughs> had cottons and things to fake snow. And Santa was very hot because he had the, the suit mm. of Santa, right? So that's truly what I remember growing up. One gift. And I was so happy. Oh, my Christmas gift. It was my Christmas gift. There's no my Christmas list, a gift from grandma, a gift from mom, and 30 gifts from Santa. Like, it was one gift. And then the uncle might have shipped one, and the auntie might have shipped another. So you might have three gifts. And it was incredible. Hmm. Now, did I notice that other kids had things that I didn't have? Absolutely. Did it make me want it? Absolutely. The best shoes the sparkles, but it didn't make me unhappy. That I remember very well. It, somehow I had that, uh, and I would tell this to my mom, that what I really wanted for Christmas was more of her. I was, I was, I was that kid. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really grateful looking back that I didn't know what I, what I was saying, that what I was saying really was the ultimate gift, the gift of your presence, the gift of each other, um, the gift of having experience and memories together. So fast forward, I was in America, didn't have a lot of English. My first job, I was actually interpreting on a um, uh, those medical centers, you know, the 24-7 medical centers. Oh, so yes. I, I spoke Spanish very well. Very quickly, I learned Spanish from, from, from Portuguese and I became an interpreter. And so when we had Dodi Santa, I still had like, I didn't have a lot of money. I remember buying a CD. So you know that this is at least 20 years ago. I remember buying a CD um, and it was on sale. It was $199. When I was never remember. And I forgot to take the ticket $199 out. Uh -oh. I cannot put in words the amount of shame. Because my dirty Santa in public had a $199 sticker. And this, this girl, this lady, she was so kind, she was so gentle. I remember hugging her so big and going to the bathroom to cry because I still felt shame. But she was like, oh, this is my favorite singer. Thank you so much. And she made a big deal of this Christmas holiday from her favorite singer. And everybody's like, oh, the gift was supposed to be $10. And she didn't want 99 you know, that brings up a, a point of we feel so compelled when, uh, as a kid, and now I'm dating myself, Little House on the Prairie books, because I was living in South Dakota and Laura Ingalls was so uh, big up there that I would read. And I remember in some of these books that the gifts that they, you know, she cut her hair to to go and give a present for him. He sold his watch to give a present to her. Yes. And I'm thinking, okay, in today's economy and how just hardship it is, what is it that we put price on a gift to give 
when I'm ecstatic because my grandson would make a handprint ornament for me. A hundred percent. And that meant more to me than, I don't know, a $30 gift because it was made from him. Where did we go? He took the time, right? His creativity. Where do we go from having to put a price tag on presents? Because sometimes I think that uh, it doesn't help the receiver to be seen sometimes. At all. So we have a rule in our house right now. And the rule is to speak your mind with clarity. Just mm. like we did a few minutes ago, Steve, where, yes. where we got to really be friended and really hear each other's thoughts out loud. I... I, I know it's just a few days before Christmas, but I wonder if we could go into a new family tradition of the act of giving is the giving itself. The act of delighting in receiving. Have you noticed that when the, the Christmas tree is so full of gifts, you receive and it's like, is that another one for me? Is that another one for me? Is that You don't even <laughs> receive it. I noticed that a couple of Christmas ago when when we had a big Christmas, my husband and I, and of course, as parents, you just want to buy everything because you mm-hmm. want to see that smile. You want to see the kids. But what I noticed is that smile didn't last. Is that another one? Is that another mm-hmm. one? So what are we really ch- teaching our kids? That to not enjoy what is, to look at something else, you you do it's a culture of not being present at all and just keep looking at something that you don't have. So we have, I have the responsibility and I have the calling to teach my kids and to teach me that we are the biggest gift. And I, and I give you that, that, that example, just yesterday, my daughter, you know, I homeschool our three kids and every Thursday is our tutorial day. And in the tutorial, they have presentations, the moments for presentations. And she came to me and she said, Mommy, what I really want to do this Thursday is I want to give a presentation about what is my most precious things. So she put it in a box, her little ring that she thinks is diamond. Don't tell her. It's not. It's from Claire's. (laughs) It's $5. (laughs) So she she picks up her diamond ring. She puts inside um, a box. She picks up a $20 bill because she has a $20 money. And she she's like, do we have a family picture? Because those are my three precious things. Mm. And I, it made me so proud. Not just as a mama, because um, yes, I do make a point to teach her, but to see that she actually got it. That us, even without a material something, something, that we, that we are a family, that we that we intentionally want to be together in love, not just in label, is the biggest gift, is the most precious thing. The the fact that I never got to have a family. And if if you're hearing me, and maybe your parents are divorced, or maybe you didn't even know your mother or your dad, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So my invitation for, for us here is, in order to be seen, you need to see yourself. Many times I remember giving the biggest gifts because I wanted to be considered a cool aunt, you know? Yes, yes. I gave you the $1,000 <laughs> gift. That was me. Remember that in five years and 10 years? Okay, I'm the one. Uh-huh. Thank you. 
or I see me and I am enough and my words matter and my present matters and my presence matters. I see me. Therefore, everything that I give is in this frequency of my intention is to create connection, not to create a story of ego. My intention is to create connection. Yes. So how do you create connection is what really matters. You know, when I think about what you shared in that moment of how do we create connection, it's not just one time a year. Gosh, no. it, it's just not Christmas in the way that we try to connect through the the lights, the the Christmas trees, the decorations. And and it's funny because uh, one of the movies uh, that I'm trying to remember where one neighbor was trying to do the other outdo the other neighbor yes, in lights. Yes, in lights. I remember that movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is it that compels us to trump one another, to to outdo one another, to outgift when connection should be about expression of feelings and communication? Community and community. And community. Yes. Mm-hmm. That you know, it's not about this one time a year. What are we doing to help each other uh, being able to to uh, just give? Uh, y- you know, there, there are times, I don't want to brag on myself. I'm just saying that in this moment that I I've have helped out friends who needed help in the moment. And to me, being able to have the, the necessary means or the ability to give whether it's my time, whether it's a monetary gift, whether it is being able to sit down and, and just listen to hold space. That to me well, is connectivity. You see, Steve, when you say not to brag, I, I want to call you out because speaking truth from our heart and inspiring others to be authentic is not bragging. Mm. We, I'm standing for a culture where I can speak that that I can bond in greatness, not just Mm -hmm. in my wounds. Because if I start here saying a very sad story that you can relate, you're going to say, oh, girl, I see you. I remember (laughs) I was there. And if you're listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So shall we raise the standards Mm. and bond to our greatness? Yes, you are a great person and you came from nothing. And look at you now, you're able to give back and actually say that and have more than enough and still be in overflow. Thank you. What an inspiration. Let's go. I have done that too. And sometimes I don't wait to be in overflow. That dollar could be a hundred dollars because my daughter saw me stopping and giving a homeless a dollar, a hot chocolate in the winter. Like it, it created a different, um, it, it created an imprint in her brain that giving does not have a price tag, is the intention of giving, is the intention of being present in the moment. There is no um, scale of it, unless that's the meaning you're giving. And that will be from ego, not from the heart. And and what I'm hearing you say too, in the in that in that moment of that heart of giving, it helps the not seen to be seen. Hundred percent. 
you know, it it's it's a thought of you thought of me, or how could you do this for me when I'm done nothing for you? And and that's another thing that we can go into the right here, right? Mm -hmm. Right, the undeserving. But then it's like those people that can also go to the opposite extreme. Well, I deserve. I'm entitled. And that's hard to be able to have a connection or community in that when somebody says, I'm a taker because I deserve it. I'm entitled. But when I think about gift giving, gift giving comes from the heart. And when I think about gift giving from the heart, it's where have you been blessed? And to, to tell on myself a little bit here, if, if that's okay, um, I, I was in the deep despair of, of, of my life because I did not know I was in the depths of the deep of disparity because of the cancer that I was diagnosed with. And praise right. God that yesterday I am five years of no cancer. And studies have shown yes. after that, cancers will not come back. So I'm, yes. I'm proud and happy mm. to say that. But in my disparity, in that moment, I look at what what I've been blessed with from, from God. And that's that didn't help me to be a believer. I was already a believer. It just strengthened my faith more. Yes. Because in, in, in the military connected injury, which was cancer, I was able to be blessed with monetary from, from the compensation of the injury. Mm. And so I pay it forward out of the kindness of my heart, because if we can just pay it forward, I remember the, why there was a movie 20, 30 years ago that came up about paying it forward. We would hear stories about people driving up to Wendy's or, or, or McDonald's or whatever fast food restaurant they had at the time, and they would pay for somebody's meal in the back and it would keep going. I remember that too. And I remember with Starbucks or I don't do Starbucks yes. anymore, but I remember just having that. It was It was a game. It was a sweet game. It felt good. Now, Steve, what I hear you saying is is deeper than that because, you know, there is there are wounds in each one of us, mm -hmm. right? There's there's wounds from childhoods and 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 those wounds can be healed or unhealed. And one of the biggest wounds that I have found with, with people that I work in with myself is this wound about um, being enough and being being seen and being. Um, and money in this 3D world appears to be a vehicle to be seen. Okay, mm. when I have money, I have a big car. When I have money, I have a big house. When I have money, my kids are in the biggest schools, the better schools. When I have money, I have the biggest gifts. I give the biggest gifts. So when you don't have money, now you're no one. Mm -hmm. You lose the identity of blah, blah, blah. I'm saying that because... In the gift giving session of this podcast, I would I would love to bring you back to the core of you are the gift. You do not need to have money to pay forward. What are your gifts? What have right. you been given 
that you can offer. Because let me tell you something. If you feel like something in your life is missing, which by the way is a shadow, but let's say if you feel that and it's real for you, that means that you're open to receive something. There is no receiving without giving. It's There's two hands always. It's the same. If you are stepping into something that you are manifesting, a healing, it, coming together with your husband, I really, I'm stepping into healing this relationship with, with my, my sister, my mom, my father, my kids. It's a give and receive. Yes. So there's no room for entitlement. Even if you feel like in the past you have been a taker, my invitation and my prayer is that, that you step into awareness that you are creating, you are generating that situation. I want to spin off on this for a second because some how hard is it for us to receive a gift sometimes too oof now we're and, and 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 we don't feel deserving of this gift and when i think about salvation that's why we celebrate christmas is the salvation of a birth of of a deity that became man that gave his life so that we can have eternal life. That is the biggest gift. And sometimes it, it's hard to say, I don't deserve it, or I don't want to believe in it. But let's go into more of a depth of humanity here. You give me a gift that's unbeknownst to me. And if I don't have a good image of myself, I don't deserve the gift that you're giving but I'm squashing your spirit of giving if I do not receive. Well, the, the act of giving is a gift mm -hmm. to the giver. So right. if Steve wants to give me something and I say, oh, but I don't have anything for you, so I can't receive it because I have nothing to give back. I have felt that way before. Oh, shoot. Really? Was it your birthday? Ugh. Everybody's giving mm. me a gift and I have nothing to give it to you. Mm -hmm. It's a shadow, guys. If we're standing up to be a soul that is open to be coached, that's why you're in this podcast, please know of your divinity. You are sons. We are. You are. We are sons and daughters of God. We have given all the gifts my prayer is that, that you are awakened to those gifts and that those gifts are alive in you. And therefore, you give from a place of love and enoughness. And no, it does not need to come from a, with a receipt. Mm -hmm. If you have nothing to give in this holiday, how can you serve? Maybe you can write a poem and post on Facebook. That is a gift. Or maybe I'm glad you, were, you. Right? Maybe what are you giving? It does not need, right. even need to have a specific sender. Your frequency into the world is a gift in itself. You know, I'm going to give out a shout out, and, and it's not to elevate anybody. But I remember going in for some surgery and I call him Mike. And I remember walking down the hallway and this doctor is coming towards us with his head down. Mm. I, 
I didn't say anything, but Mike did. Hey, how you doing? That is a gift. The gift of recognition. That's right. The gift of presence when people don't feel like I'm being seen. And if our society would just lift their heads so that we can be in the moment of presence. And if we can say generally, hi, how are you doing? Mm. That is the gift. And being able to have the gift of words, not not the 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 words of disparity that puts people down or cuts them down and you know just makes them feel bad. I'm talking about words of just a note. Hundred percent. And I speak this to men. You have women who love you. Take the moment because women are so involved with communication of words of emotion. That's right. Put a little note in her car. A note hmm. on a mirror. Hundred percent. Just to be thankful for her presence. The gifts that she's giving, the sacrifice that she does day in and day out when she's got to feed you, find some clothes, mm -hmm. find some things to do with the kids. You know, words are a gift. It's using them in a proper way to be able to help the other person to be yes. noticed. And to me, and that's the are, biggest gift of and Christmas. And if you are kinesthetic like me, you give it a three-second hug. Literally, mm, you will do yes. one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. <laughs> then you release. I, I cannot put in words, dear men. What does it do to your women's heart? I, literally. There's so many studies from birth, like the whole intention mm -hmm. of the baby nursing in the first few hours is not even the nursing itself, but the heartbeat on a heartbeat. So heart on heart hug goes such a long way, maybe even without words. If you, if, if you don't feel like you have the right words... Or if you feel like things have not been great, or maybe right now in your Christmas tree, you see like, oh, shoot, I did exactly the opposite of what Stephen Kenneth talked about it. It's full of <laughs> gifts and I have all the things. It's great. Good for you that you just mm -hmm. did all that. Yet, when you're giving those gifts, if your intention is to connect and maybe slow down on the rhythm, not just boom, 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 but really be with the giver and the receiver. That's it. And I'm going to close out with this because our time is is near. That even for me, you you like the hugs. If I'm driving, I like it when she reaches over and, and touches my hand. Mm. So my my seat is empty. If somebody wants to take a ride with me and hold my hand as we're driving, women only, of course. Of course. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh it's it's a magical moment when you can hold hands, go see the lights, go spend OMG, some time. OMG, Steve's together. heart is open. Ladies, Steve's heart is open. <laughs> Let's so, go. 
you know, it's the romantic, it's a romantic time. I mean, I would, I would take you on a carriage ride and a horse ride Mm -hmm. under the blankets, being able to sip hot cocoa as we watch the lights, as we go down the carriage, Mm -hmm. that's the moment to give gift. It's the moment of recognition words. So for everybody that's listening, thank you for the gift of your ears and hopefully the reception of what we spoke and can help magnify you this Christmas. And so until next time, I love you so much. Merry Christmas. We love you so much. Merry Christmas. Enjoy each other. Make memories. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind.